Hello, welcome back to Tweet the Leading You podcast where we chat about realistic leadership theories. On today's podcast, we're continuing with the entrepreneurship series of welcoming amazing black women who are doing amazing things in community, who are um, being their unique self and bringing creativity. And we're so happy to have Erica Campbell from Amaze Properties with us today. Um, and Erica is an amazing entrepreneur. I met her at a pitch competition here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And so I'm so happy to um, talk with you, Erica, today. But I would like to acknowledge that we are in the Discovery Center today. Um, and so if you hear a little bit of kids' background noise, um, it's a beautiful day at the Science Center where amazing things are happening. So let's just grab into the conversation. Welcome, Erica. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Thank you both for having me. It's it's so good to, to talk to you today and, and to see some great um, things that you're doing in community, but also in this amazing initiative and nonprofit organization um, to see where we go with this. Thank you so much. So, I'll let Josh yeah, so Erica, on. maybe just introduce yourself to the people and your business. Yes, so again, I'm Erica Campbell. I co-own Ana Properties. Um, what it is is uh, I'm a real estate investor, so I invest in um, properties. Um, distressed properties, we rent them out, um, sorry, we fix them up first and then we rent them out and the company, NA Properties, manages those properties. Uh, so we're not quite non-profit uh, yet, um, but we definitely have a community initiative. Uh, yeah, so that's what we do. That's really good that it's a, a community connection, it brings that um, uniqueness of, of redesigning, recreating, building it um, as it should be um, for continued um, affordable housing, um, if I can um, say that for sure. Um, what is unique about the initiative that you're, that you're doing? The unique, thing, the unique uh, thing about what we're doing is we focus on black and marginalized communities. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you have investors that um, are for profit and they, you know, invest where the, they are going to get more bang for their buck, so to speak. Um, but we intentionally invest in black and marginalized communities um, where we can uh, help with the growth of those communities, have more rental properties and opportunities, and also so they can see people that look like themselves um, doing what we're doing. That's really good. That's really nice um, to, to, to uh, focus on that. That's really, really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I guess, Erica, the next question is kind of more of a personal one, and it's like, why did you want to get into this business, or why did you want to become an entrepreneur in the first place? Um, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, my father's been an entrepreneur, so, um, you know, straight out of high school, I was helping him with his books or his um, accounting for his um, um, bookkeeping for his company. Um, but more recently, it would have been the pandemic, okay? Um, we had a rental property in 2019 or 2018, just one that I had with my father that we were managing. And uh, when the pandemic came, I mean, I'm secure in my position with my job. Um, however, there were so many people around us that weren't. So it made me think right away about um, our children and generational wealth and, um, you know, having something outside of just, you know, depending on the nine to five, so to speak, right? Um, creating our own. Uh, uh, futures essentially and having something else to fall back on so so like legacy was a big part of that legacy for sure yeah that legacy piece is always important thinking about how to um carry on growth for generations of past and what does that legacy look like for your for you right now that looks like our children not having to get it out of the mud so to speak yeah. um 
to my parents didn't don't have you know funds to give me for a down payment for a home. So they never had that. Yeah. So um, just you know when my daughter becomes of age or when she's at that point where she's like you know I I want to invest or I want um, to you know have my family grow up in this home. We we have that for them. We can pass this down to them. It, it's theirs, yeah. right? So. Uh, to have that and then they can pass it down to theirs and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, generational legacy, Josh, is so important. It brings like so much um, carrying, passing on the baton. <laughs> um, but you also want to make sure that your kids are passionate about what you do and so engaging them um, into that perspective. And do you engage, your, put your kids into the work that you do? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if my son were here, he would say, uh, He's voluntold, mm -hmm. but I promise he will definitely one day say, you know, mom, thank you for doing that with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with their properties, you know, the, my husband does the maintenance. So uh, if we're moving washers and dryers or doing a clean uh, for one of the properties, yeah. he's on deck. You know, right. this is what your Saturday looks like. But now I think he's getting to appreciate it more when he knows that he's taking care of something that's, you know, one day his, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the community. And that's another thing. That's one of the other reasons why we focused in the community because you know we want them to be able to own something in the communities in which my ancestors are. Um, so. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really uh, good. You touched on that black community, and I guess next question would be like maybe your message to people like you who wanted to become you know an entrepreneur or, or striving to make a business. Uh, your message to those people. Um, my message would be don't wait until you know everything. Just kind of jump in and do it. Um, like I mentioned, when we started in 2018, I knew nothing about managing a property or you know, managing tenants or even how to find ten good tenants, um, but we jumped right in. I looked at the podcast, I looked at YouTube, I, I utilized all of those resources yeah. and, and learned on the job training, so to speak, right? So um, just jump in and, and, and do it, learn as you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my mom has always told me, he's like, you know what, Tyler, you have to go to YouTube. <laughs> Google it. If you don't know it, Google it. Like, Google it. it. It will be a way for you to find all that knowledge. And speaking of my mom, she's my role model that strives me every day to, to be who I am in public speaking, in, in public eye, um, to, to inspire people in the work. Um, who would you consider to be your role model um, or role models who, is, who inspires you um, to connect and to be who you are today, yeah. There's so many, mm. um, yeah. but who comes to mind is my grandmother. Mm -hmm. I think she was an entrepreneur in her own sense. She never had a business, but she, she ran things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So she did everything. She wore all hats, so um, she um, definitely. Um, in the community, um, Tia Upshaw, yeah. uh, with Black Women in Excellence, uh, just her grit, her, determination and the fact that she has a no-nonsense and um, a take-action right. kind of you know personality and um, I have a real estate investing coach as well her name is Victoria Clooney uh, same thing so business mindset mm -hmm. uh, taking action and those people would be the pillars of yeah yeah you know like these people they, they are our I would call mentor circle of, of people who we come for emergency support. Yes. <laughs> I call it their emergency support system as well because like you just need them to, to vent sometimes. You just need them to talk, say, oh, I'm going through this right now. Like who, like, like help me, give me guidance, give me guidance. And, and I love that you talked about your grandmother because grandmothers, they're so sweet. 
they're, they're, they're really sweet. Um, my grandmother, um, she's an entrepreneur herself. Um, and I think that that's where the entrepreneurial side of me comes from, is from her. Um, starting at an early age, her and my grandfather started a bakery um, in the Bahamas. And they have this bakery to this day um, that's expanding um, and helping the tourism economy of helping people um, and striving to feed the less fortunate and be able, and because my grandmother's a good Christian woman, a minister of the church, um, and someone who continues to give continuously, and I, I think that I, I, get, I, I have gotten that giving spirit from her because she allows me to see that by example. And we have, I, I always say, I love for us to go on our road trips um, to the grocery store. I think it takes like about 30 to 40 minutes drive. And we just have conversations, just random conversations about like giving and being respectful and everything. Um, and do you think that you've gotten like those words um, of wisdom from your grandmother um, when continuing your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, she was the person that put in, you know, you respect people in your community. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to be respected, you respect those people in the community. You yeah. do work for somebody, they're going to do, come back and do the same thing for you, right? right? right. So, uh, and even, you know, respecting your elders and, and, and she, in her own way, taught me about, um, you know, networking, you yeah. know? Talk to people, get to know people, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely a pillar and uh, very influential in my life, yeah. That, and that's so important. That's definitely important. It helps us to, to be influenced in so many ways, yeah. So, yeah. Erico, I guess we're going to kind of shift here in terms of yeah. talking about customers now. I know your business is a little bit maybe different than a typical business in terms of you know, clientele, but how do you, you know, strive to make a good relationship with those clients that you do have? Yes, uh, so my clients are my tenants, and it's communication, transparency. I find that with so much going on with, um, you know, the rental um, in Nova Scotia, there's a, definitely uh, some things going on that are, are very sensitive to people that are, you know, in the rental realm, so I, I need to take let my clients know that you know we're there. We 100% have their best interest at mind. If there's something that they can apply for in terms of a rebate or uh, anything that's going to help them with their credit, like we have um, a rental credit bureau that they can uh, that we pay for monthly that they can do. So they're building credit um, as they're paying their rent. Just things like that. Also from day one, you know, we send out a letter to them just to confirm this is how you can contact us, this is when we'll be available, this is the best form of communication. They know that we have their best interest, they know that they're going to be able to get a hold of us, and uh, they know that we're going to be transparent about what's going to be done. We, we keep our word. If we say that we're going to be there at 2 o'clock to fix something, we're there at 2 o'clock to right. fix something. Do you have like a rough estimate of the numbers that you deal with, like clientele numbers? Uh, so right now, the tenants that are under our umbrella would be uh, the six properties that we manage that are, that are ours, and then uh, we manage a couple for others as well. So that's something that we want to expand on, just not doing just our own, but others as well. Yeah. That's kind of one of the questions we actually had next is like, in terms of your business, uh, where you want to go next with your business, is there any kind of expansion ideas or maybe ideas that you want to, ex you know, better? Absolutely. So that, um, expanding now that we know, you know, more about the, 
tenant placement and the, the management part of things, we want to be able to offer that to more, yeah. have that, um, the ability to do that for more clientele. Uh, another thing that we want to do is, and this will be another me learning on the job, so to speak, is land development. The good thing about, for me, investing in the black communities is there are the properties are a little bit bigger, so we they, we could um, you know develop on the land and uh, essentially provide more uh, rental opportunities for people. So um, again, it will be me just learning as we go along, um, but attending city city meetings, uh, you know, development meetings in order to learn more, um, develop our network more with that. And then long term, I'm thinking, you know, two years out or more, it would be, um, you know, we want to teach people in the community how to do the yeah. same. Um, it would look like um, online events or meetups as well as courses, something along that line that'll help people in the community learn to invest in real estate. Okay. So. Wow. Developing, learning, uh, what else did I got from that? Um, and also um, teaching. That's yeah. that was a that, that's it. That, and that's what entrepreneurship um, in, inquires. Um, in, and I'm so happy that you're developing in, in those areas and taking that to that journey. Um, and I and I would love to bring you back on. I think that um, sharing the journey is always good. Um, and I think we're gonna have a journey recap with yeah. with this organ amazing organization because we want to make sure that we're, we're we're striving for success when it comes down to um property and residential and i know that the housing crisis is, is uh, i don't even want to start into that conversation because that'll be a whole different episode in itself um i think we'll bring you back on for that for sure because i think that there needs to be a housing round table josh i think that there needs to be a housing round table of, of how we can continue to build um and uh, we're starting a, um, my co-founder and I were starting a, a project that leads towards homelessness um, and, and how that, that comes together and supporting people in, in the housing, employment, and education um, and, and, bringing, and bridging those gaps and trying to connect. And so I'll be really, I'll be really curious um, later on and, um, to see how you come up with this amazing areas. Um, life has lots of challenges and it brings a lot of different ways of growing. Um, what is a word of encouragement that you got for us? A word, a quote, a saying that will continue to inspire us all um, or, and also the listening audience um, to continue to be them, I would say, yeah. Um, a quote, there's many that I have, but one that comes to mind, I say it all the time, I talk to my children about it is, if you are serious in making or changing your life, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. So, yeah. I like that a lot. I like that. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Erica Campbell. I am so happy that we have, we, Josh and I had the opportunity to, to interview you. Um, and we look forward to seeing more from your amazing um, initiative turning into wherever it, it's going to go. But it's amazing. And I really appreciate you coming on today. Listening audience, as you continue to strive, continue to be uh, a student, um, to learn, um, to, to continue to be a teacher, to teach others, um, to mentor others. And we thank you so much for coming to this episode, and we'll see you at the next one.